0: You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. Welcome into to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Reds Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's show. On today's show, we're going to recap Monday night's game, a 7-6 loss for the Reds in Washington, D.C. Going to take a look at that. Also going to take a look at... At the Freddie Galvis acquisition, another move that the Reds have made since the trade deadline, a lot of waiver movement, a lot of guys coming to the Reds as they look to try and, at least from some of the moves, they're looking to add to the bullpen. And with Galvis, well, we're going to hash that out here in a minute. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, The Himalaya Podcasting app, wherever podcasts are, you're listening to the podcast right now, so you know where that is. Hit that subscribe button. Also, check us out on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and head on over to LockedOnReds.com. We've got even more content up there. Clay Snowden has a recap of the Cubs series and takes a look at what that means for the rest of the season moving forward. Definitely check out the website there. And also hit us up on the Locked On Reds line, 513 549 So Monday and the three games set in Washington, D.C. did not quite start out the way the Reds wanted. Anthony DiSclefani gets knocked around. And really, the six runs that DiSclefani allowed all came with two outs. It was just phenomenal the fact that he he got to the doorstep of getting out of both the first and the fourth inning and he just couldn't quite get that final out to get out of the jam he gave up a two-run home run to matt adams in the first home in the first inning matt adams now has 20 career home runs against the reds can you say hashtag redskiller he is right up there at the top of the list and then in the fourth inning, a three-run home run from Trey Turner. Pretty much did him in. The Reds had a late-game rally, which brought this within one run. But the Nationals played add-on back in the seventh, and that was the difference in the game, 7-6. to six. As Aristides Aquino hit another home run, he's now the first baseball player ever in the history of baseball as far as a rookie is concerned, to hit eight home runs in his first 12 games. So just still phenomenal performance by Aquino. It's just fun writing this. I don't know if you saw this post. It was on The Athletic, a piece written by Mo Egger talking about, you know what, just enjoy the ride. Stop trying to figure out what this means for Aristides Aquino moving forward. Is he the answer? Isn't he the answer? Just enjoy the ride. I like it. He enjoyed, or he uh, compared this situation with his wife watching a reality show called Southern Charm. And while I can't vouch for that, I could definitely vouch for like watching like Survivor or something like that, or even wrestling. Wrestling's fun to watch because you're just sitting there, you you're not thinking about anything. If you're thinking about wrestling, you're doing it wrong. And I can see where he's coming from with Akina. We are all very apt to have our own hot take as far as what Aquino's career is going to look like based on the first 12 games that he has played. But it's fun just to watch what he is doing. He did strike out, and he had a couple of outs tonight. The home run was his only hit. I do think Major League pitchers will adjust to him. You did see Eric Fetty feeding him a steady diet of curveballs, breaking balls, things that weren't going in a straight line. And that is pretty much what he loves to hit right now. Once he learns how to hit the curveball, I mean, the sky's the limit. This guy's got all the talent in the world. But as far as the game itself goes, they lose. And there's a lot of people kind of throwing numbers out here, what the Reds need to do the rest of the way to make the playoffs. If they, you know, they play 600 ball or whatever it is from here on out. And some of them, you know, it's like... uh, got to win 10 more games than they lose the rest of the way and I don't know if they could do all that I think they've got the talent to at least hit that 500 mark and have everyone extremely excited for 2020 that's what I want to see from this team moving forward and we had some moves today and we're going to get to that a little bit more here in the second part of today's show but With those, it kind of muddies the water a little bit, because as I was talking about on yesterday's podcast, I want to see Jose Peraza, I want to see what we can get out of him. And it's funny, because if you look at his career splits, out of the shortstop position, now I'm not saying that based on where a guy plays in the field, he bats a certain way. But statistically, it's shown when he's a shortstop, he hits 296. And he's got an on-base percentage of you know a little over 33% of the time he gets on-base. Very serviceable numbers. Very okay numbers for shortstop. But with the move that the Reds made, and, and uh going to take a quick break here in just a moment and we'll jump more into this, but with the move that the Reds made to claim Freddie Galvis from the Blue Jays, I think the Reds are starting to phase Peraza out. At least phase him out of the idea that he's going to be an everyday player. And I'll get into more of that here in just a moment. But first, have you checked out Locked On Fantasy Football yet? Fantasy football players, you need to make sure to listen to Vinny Iyer in the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. Vinny gives you the edge because he's been doing fantasy football. He's been covering fantasy football for over 20 years years. Don't listen to the same stuff that everyone else is listening to in your league because then you're going to be just like everyone else in your league. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead both on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football, it's on your favorite podcast provider that you can find the Locked On Reds podcast as well. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, Blue Chew. You've heard me mention Blue Chew here on this space before. It is a chewable form with the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that you're getting the good stuff. Are you looking for a performance boost in the bedroom? Blue Chew can deliver that to you. And with this special introductory offer through Locked on Reds. You can go to bluechew.com and enter promo code MLB. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping and your first order is free. When it comes to Blue Chew, you can take it any time of day, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. And you can be ready whenever the opportunity strikes. That's promo code MLB at BlueChew, like blue com For your first order free, you just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked on Reds podcast today. If you're like me and you've been dialed into the Reds here lately, but you're wanting to get ready for the NFL season, look no further than Locked On NFL. With host Brian Peacock, you also have the expert analysis of a former NFL scout in Matt Williamson. They bring you the league each and every day, and they are on Fire, one of the most listened to NFL shows this past week on any podcasting platform. Check him out, Locked On NFL, to get you set for the upcoming season. This is the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Kind of recapped Monday night's loss to the Nationals 7-6 in the first half of the show, and I mentioned that the Reds made a move and signed Freddie Galvis, so they've got him for the rest of the year. They pay basically about a million dollars left on his salary for this year, and he does have a club option for 2020 in the realm of five and a half million dollars. Now, what this move tells me, it tells me a couple of things. They got him off off of waivers from the Blue Jays. Now, there we kind of joked around a little bit whenever the Reds got him because he's a he's a decent shortstop. I mean, he's he's not going to be kicking down the door of the Hall of Fame or anything crazy like that, but he's always been a pretty solid professional shortstop with an okay bat and a pretty decent glove. But this year, he's been worth 1.6 wins above replacement. That's more wins above replacement than Jose Peraza has amassed in his entire career. Now, of course, he's only played for a couple of years, but even still, Freddie Galvis hasn't been playing for that much longer either. And on the flip side, we, we were joking about it. We're like, why on earth did the Blue Jays even put this guy on waivers? Did they realize there is no such thing as a waiver trade deadline anymore? Because teams used to put guys on waivers just to see if they'd make it through. And then if someone tried to claim them, they'd pull them back. Well, he can't do that now because there's no such thing as a waiver trade deadline. And maybe they didn't know that. And all of a sudden, he just slips to Cincinnati. But that's not the case at all because they've got Bo The Yeah, it sounds like Bo Fett Every time I say that, I think Bo Fett, But his name is Bo Bichette. He is the son of former Red Dante Bichette. Back in the day, the 1999-2000 Reds, Dante Bichette was an awesome outfielder, really good RBI guy, and it's fun to see the success that his son has had in his very early rookie season with the Blue Jays just absolutely hitting the cover off the ball up there in ye old Canada. But because of that, they were able to put Freddy Galvis on the waivers, and the Reds claimed him up. Now, here is my thought on that. I believe the Reds have seen all they want to see of Jose Peraza as an everyday player. And I know I was talking about it, and I thought maybe there was more to see from Jose Peraza. But this move tells me completely differently. They They now have three guys that they're trying to figure out who can be their shortstop next year. Number one, that tells me that they're not satisfied, which is great because we as fans recognize there are holes on this roster that they need to fill this offseason. And if they're already trying to do that, that's a great sign. That makes me happy for what we could see in this offseason because it's going to be a very important offseason season even more important than last year. I mean, last year was fun because they made all those trades and they got the pitching and all that good stuff. But this season, this, this off season is where they set up for the playoffs next year. And they're already trying to do it. They try to, you know, they already started by getting Trevor Bauer. They, they officially made that announcement that we're ready to win. Now, now they've gone out, they've got Janichi Tazawa. They've got Brad Boxberger. They've got Kevin Gossman. And now they've gotten Freddie Galvis, four guys since the trade deadline, all through waivers or signing as a free agent. And in the case of uh, Tazawa, I think he was a free agent. But they're trying; they're turning over every stone. You know, no stone left unturned because these final two months are about setting the final spots at the table. I'm I'm just going to keep going back to that analogy. It's an analogy that James used last last year. It's not something that I. Came up with, by any means, and I'm. this isn't an original idea by any stretch of the imagination, but imagine, if you would, a big Thanksgiving table. The Reds are just trying to figure out the last few spots that are still open on the table, what's going to go there, and how this dinner's all going to get brought together in 2020. I did want to mention, too, before we go today, and... Um, There'll be more thoughts on the Freddie Galvis thing, but my main overarching thought theres two points is Jose Peraza probably not going to be looked at as an everyday player from here on out. And the Reds really are leaving no stone unturned trying to figure out this whole offseason thing. But real quick, before we leave today, they released the schedule for 2020. Don't know if you saw that. It's kind of one of those weird things that the NFL and the NBA are able to release their schedules during the off season. And especially with the NFL, they actually have like a prime time show on ESPN where they release the schedule, like color me unimpressed, but the major league baseball just kind of pushes out, pushes it out during the season. And they released it yesterday, opening day, March 26th, the reds and the Cardinals. Great stuff. I love every bit of that. It's the earliest opening day that they've ever had outside of some crazy international game like, you know, this past year when they had opening day like the 3rd week in March whenever they went to Japan with the Mariners and the Athletics. But there'll be every single team opening on Thursday, March 26th. So that's officially going to start the playoff run. Telling you right now, just get your playoff tickets ready for next season. And there's going to be uh, some AL East matchups and different things like that. Going to be a very fun year for the Reds with uh, the teams that they don't typically get to see. Looking forward to that a lot. Anyway, that's going to do it for the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the show. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever podcast provider you just listened to this on. Also, hit us up on Twitter at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr. And save the Locked On Reds line number to your phone, 513-549-0159. Going to try to get to a voicemail or two tomorrow. So leave me a question. Leave me a rant. Leave me a concern. There was a Cubs fan on there. Last weekend, I'm not I'm not gonna play that for you because he like sang a song, and it's about the Cubs. So why would I play that on the Lockdown Reds podcast? But he was basically trying to trash talk after the Cubs won Thursday night, and to random, very bold, very brass Cubs fan that left a Cubs voicemail on a Reds podcast, to that I say, Air Steady Thanks so much for listening to the Lockdown Reds Podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.